1: Mm. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero. Y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego.
2: Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. And we are in... Spooky season. Ooh. I feel like spooky season is your favorite season. No shit. <laughs> You're wearing a literal ghost sweater right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I do appreciate how on brand you are and continue to be.
0: Mina. Again, I got married on Halloween. My birthday is the day before Halloween. Love this. <laughs> I do. I've always
2: loved halloween in the sense that i liked dressing up but i was a very mm-hmm. very easily frightened child and i was incredibly gullible and i believed absolutely every ghost story anyone ever told me even like terribly told mm-hmm. ones like i had a, I had an older friend that was like yeah there's definitely a monster in my closet and i 100 percent believed it for like five <laughs> years and there was like not even it's really funny it's not even a story involved it was just like these are facts of life there's a there's a horrific thing in this closet and if you enter you will die. And I'm like that makes sense. That's that makes sense to me. I I I believe it. <laughs> like I was I had no discerning qualities. <laughs> Could not discern whether something was believable or not. So, spooky season was an incredibly yeah. scary season for me.
0: Like literally scary. There was no there was more tricks than treats. <clears throat> there was more tricks than treats. And I think Damn. I have a theory about
2: this of myself because I feel like, growing up, I lived, obviously, sometime in the States, and the scary stories in the States were always like, you know, I don't know, ooh, scary little crazy stories, and then, when I went back home to Venezuela, they'd be like, these are the most horrific, bloody, <laughs> disgusting, terrifying, fucked up stories that you will ever imagine, no fucks. and- the adults that are telling it to you, believe it. Like adults in my life telling me these stories and saying these are true. Yes. Like it wasn't a fun story. It was like cautionary tales of <laughs> these these very mythical, weird things that full of violence and murder are real. And it it like and now I realize that like magical realism, which is a form of you know, literature that was born in Latin America, which basically means taking the absurd and placing it into the quotidian. Like, absurd things are happening in a world that is otherwise normal. That is what living in Latin America is like. Therefore, it makes sense that their folk tales and scary stories are embedded in this magical realism where they're absolutely absurd and insane, but people tell it to you as if it's 100% normal and 100% real. (laughs)
0: I do believe in the supernatural, right? My grandma had some beef with a couple ghosts at one point <laughs> in this house that they used to live in that was haunted. No fucking way. No way. So I'm kind of jealous because on my maternal side of my lineage, it seems like a lot of these women have dealt with the supernatural. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i over here like... like mm,
2: I feel like you, Jenny, you want it so bad
0: You want
2: to be haunted And ghosts know that And they're like, no, we're not going to give this bitch what she wants They know I do not want to be haunted They they look at me and they're like, let's have some fun When all the people that would tell me these scary stories That are, you know, emblematic Latin American scary stories I believed them I don't believe them anymore But I do believe that there's always some truth in all of them that reflects something about our culture or something spooky about the world. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm scared of your stories. (laughs) Can I please go first? (laughs) Can I tell you a scary story first? Go ahead. My story is called El Silbón or The Whistler. Now, this is a legendary figure in Venezuelan history and it arose in the 19th century. I'm sorry, I can't can't keep up the stupid character. Um, Many, many years ago, there was a man. And this man went home one day and found his father was abusing his young wife. In a fit of rage, the son murders his father. The man's grandfather comes in and sees that his grandson killed his son, murders the wife. And is like, you killed your father. I killed your wife. This is not enough to punish you for what you've done. So he whips and lashes his grandson. Creates like these like open wounds on his back. And he pours alcohol in it. And then he ties him up on a pole. He lets go of some murderous carnivorous dogs who eat him. And now he goes around Los Llanos de Venezuela with his dead dad's bones. With a bunch of like wounds on his back, bleeding, um, whistling like this. And um, he sucks out the alcohol of the drunkards that he finds when he finds them alone. And he tears womanizers to pieces. He removes their bones and then he puts them in a sack where he keeps his father. So here's my thing about this story. I think it tries too hard. (laughs) It's almost comical. I feel like if we were in a writer's room and a writer pitched this to me, I'd be like, I have a lot of notes. Um, Too many plots And too many twists and turns This is very unbelievable (laughs) I also feel like This is a cautionary tale Where its inception Has nothing to do With what we're cautioning against It's like Don't be a drunkard And don't be a womanizer And don't be an innocent child In the woods Because this family drama Went down here And now this guy Is venging his death It's just a lot It's a lot of complicated Elements You are so unimpressed You're not scared at all (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're just like not impressed by this ridiculous no, it, story of like it's a murderous like, <laughs> family in los llanos venezuela
0: but it, you know what like i'm it, sure but, if i was there i would have been very scared and nauseous because it yes. it sounds like a bloodbath and but but the thing is what makes it comedic is that it is it's overkill pun intended <laughs> i'm like all right dude what okay like what is this fucking saw you know like it's it's, it's, you know, I feel like a lot of um,
2: scary stories I, I got in my American camps were like, and this woman turned out to be dead, and her head fell on the floor when she took off her necklace. And it's like, okay, there's one plot point, there's the turn, that's the scary part. Here, it's like, scary, scary, it's just a scary freaking double-decker sandwich, where, you know, it, sometimes you, if you keep it simple, it's a little bit more uh, effective in this one, I feel like they just, they were like, we need it, we need it all. We need, uh, we need sexual abuse. We need killing of family members. We need ravenous dogs. We need a sack of bones. Like, it's just <laughs> a lot. But I feel like a lot of these stories are basically for men to stop drinking and cheating on their wives. Every time I hear one of these, it's like, oh, some woman got, It's just over it She's so pissed That her husband Keeps cheating on her After he goes out And hangs out With his friends And drinks One too many beers So she created The most elaborate Specific Scary Treacherous story To scare him Into keeping his dick In his pants
0: you know you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes, bro. if you gotta come up with fucking folk tales to to get that job done, then you gotta do it. you know, I don't think it works. <laughs> These folktales
2: came along in a time where like divorce wasn't a thing, and women had no freedom to leave their, their their like horrible husbands. so they were like, we gotta we gotta circumvent this. Let's scare the shit out of them and let's convince them they're dumb enough and drunk enough, clearly to believe that there's this like crazy bone carrying whistle man that's out to get them and and people believe it like i remember going to my friend my my cousin's ranch and the ranch hand was like oh my friend was killed by el silbon and i'm like dude i think you're i think your friend was killed like because he was drunk driving and he's like "No, no 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 el silbon like killed him and now i i don't go out and drink and like i don't cheat on my wife and i'm like well, there you go. <laughs> Guess it worked. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is an adult man. Jenny, this is that an adult is, man telling me he believes this shit. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's it's true. It's like we believe it. It's not just something that parents are making up to scare their kids. The parents believe this shit, too.
2: Yeah. His name was Pepe. I don't know if he's doing all right. I hope he is. Pepe, if you're listening to Hyphenated, I just want to let you know it wasn't El Silbon. Um, also, the mal de ojo isn't what murdered his horse. And, um, also he was convinced that, um, (laughs) he was convinced that when he killed goats, that like the souls of the goats would haunt him and, and like follow him afterwards.
0: Well, that is a little terrifying considering the goat stands for Satan.
2: Oh, oh, they're little satanic creatures.
0: (laughs) They're... they're (laughs)
3: Hard days deserve a Hard Lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Mm. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego.
2: On a scale of 1 to 10, how scary was el silbón? By the way, supposedly this is what he sounds like, alright?
0: Like that. I mean, I, I I do think I do think it's scary. This dude's walking around with open flesh wounds and dragging a bag of bones, and he's whistling. That always adds a additional creepy element. Like a nine, or like less. Hmm, like an eight.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Well, good. That's thank you. Venezuelans um, are, will be very proud because that is a Venezuelan story. <laughs> we're we're proud of. That's- we are uh, things so many things to be proud of. Uh, that's one of them, El Silvón. Literally, when I when I talk about folktales, it's so fucking ridiculous. Venezuelans will be like, you know the best one, right? El Silvón. I'm like, why are you proud of this? It's a ridiculous, horrible story. And they're like, because it's badass. <laughs> it's so scary.
0: <laughs> okay, Jenny, now it's your turn to tell me a scary story. So, his name is El Sombrerón. That's an original name. So, there is a Latin American, creepy, all black, hat-wearing, shadowy figure that specifically visits little girls, (laughs) especially if they have big eyes and long hair because he's obsessed with braiding them. So there's a specific story tied to this young girl named Susana en la Mm recolección. She was a very pretty little girl. She had long hair. She had big, beautiful eyes. And one night, She was standing on her balcony, just admiring the view. She was suddenly approached and serenaded by a man in a big hat. But her parents were very concerned about her standing outside so late. They forced her to come inside. But the man in the hat, he would return every single night and serenade her, which would make it impossible for Susana to sleep. Oh my God. And then things got weirder. She would find food contaminated with dirt. Was it the hat man? yes it was the hat man that's his things one of his weird fetishes the parents were pretty fed up with this nightly routine that they cut the girl's hair off Uh a la rapunzel and had it blessed by a priest and then he stopped he stopped coming after her hair was cut off think about it okay what i liked
2: about el silbong is that like you know consequences to your actions this one is just like if you're a pretty girl be careful. Like, is that is that what the yep. is that what this story is telling us? That like she did nothing wrong, and this guy just made her life a living hell because he wanted her
0: but couldn't have her. It's basically you need to follow cultural norms as a woman, or else you're gonna be forced to like eat dirt and be stalked by a weird dude. Oh, really? Oh, I see I didn't yeah. even get that. Like it's supposed to scare young girls into being like modest. And like obey their parents oh because she stayed out
2: in the balcony yeah oh wow see i find this scary not because of the man in the hat i find this scary because of how sexist it
0: is <laughs> yeah i think that's that's why i'm like this isn't really that scary it is more creepy and like very incel um, <laughs> yeah,
2: like it's this like, is the original incel for sure
0: Yeah, like, you know And it's funny because like I mean, even in Miami when I dated some guys Like they were like, don't cut your hair 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 is definitely a symbol Yeah, because that's pretty much what it is He pursues young women with big, beautiful eyes and long hair And he serenades them with a silver guitar
2: Why do they add these details that are unnecessary? E que I don't know it, It's too, it's, they go too far It's so Latin they're like, let's add just too many details here to make it, like, more fun.
0: What I just realized is that both of our stories had music. Tienen como que
2: musical elements, which is, you know, it, it's so, that's so Latin. It's like, let's add a little, let's add a
0: little soundtrack. Yeah, and this is from Guatemala, by the way. This is a tale from Guatemala. Guatemala.
2: Well, I think, you know, I got to say, I, I, I found that, like, six out of ten scary, um... Yeah, but I think that you told it really well. Um, I think that, you know, it, it was so sexist. I think that I have a way to <laughs> counteract the sexism <laughs> because we've covered two like scary stories where the scary person is a man. But one of the things I love about a lot of these legends is that women, women be scary.
0: <laughs> Enter. Yes.
2: La Sayona. Are you Ideal. ready for this
0: one? Yeah. Okay.
2: La Sayona was not always called La Sayona. She used to be a young woman called Casilda. And she lived in a small town in the plains of Venezuela. And she was the most beautiful girl in the village. She got married to a wonderful, wonderful, caring, loving, incredible man. And she and this husband had a beautiful baby boy. But then one day, Casilda went swimming naked in a nearby river and one of the villagers started coming to the river every day to see her bathe and she was like stop doing that you freaking weirdo and then he says I'm not a weirdo I'm here to warn you your husband is having an affair with none other than your mother Ugh. Casilda believes this creepy guy who's been staring at her bathing naked and says this guy must be telling me the truth and I'm going to act on it so she runs home And finds her husband asleep with the baby in his arms. And she's so angry, she burns the house down with both of them inside. This isn't enough. She's still so pissed because she's like, my mom, my mom fucked my husband. So she takes a machete and she runs to her mom and machetes her stomach open. And as the mother is bleeding to death, curses Casilda, telling her that from that moment on, she would have to avenge all women by killing their unfaithful husbands so now la sayona hangs out outside nightclubs and bars and places where men are hanging out and she asks for a cigarette or asks for a ride home and then mangles them to death leaving their wretched bodies for their companions to find i mean good this is all about keeping dicks and pants like all of it
0: i am pro dick and pant
2: The thing I don't love about this story is that clearly the creepy guy watching her bathe is just not a reliable witness. And she was like, (laughs) I believe you. That's like, that for me is the one thing in this story that I'm like, the one unbelievable thing in this story. (laughs) No,
0: it is, is, I know. Everything else, I'm like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) But this just sounds so typical. Mm -hmm. Like, girl, just innocently rocking around the woods and she's and then she's naked which means like
2: she's more vulnerable i i must say that her bathing naked has nothing to do with the narrative of the story and i feel like they just they just needed to put a naked lady to get men's attention so that they listen to the whole story and stop cheating on their wives
0: you know now i'm thinking about it a little harder it actually makes sense for the town creep the peeping to be a reliable source If he's creepy enough To watch this lady Bathing in the in the river Of course he's looking At other people fucking And like yeah. cheating Y todo eso Like that's his thing You're right actually That's like his wiki feet You know what I mean Like that's his That's what gets yeah. him off He probably watched them Have sex But he's also like a chismoso at the yeah. same time, like achievement, achievement and sex, give him a boner. You know what I mean? So he like mm-hmm. ran over to the naked lady with his boner because he just saw these people singando. And like he's like, guess what? You're you're your guy's fucking your mom.
2: <laughs> so, Jenny, I hear you have another
0: wonderful female scary ghost. I do. Okay. Because tell me. again, women be creepy. Uh <laughs> so I found out about this ghost story. It's a Mexican ghost story of La Planchada because I got to voice her on Cartoon Network's Victor and Valentino. And if you haven't checked out that animated series, it's on Cartoon Network and it touches upon a ton of Mexican folklore and and magical realism. So when the creator told me, hey, I want you to also voice La Planchada, I did my research and I found this character to be incredibly interesting because I never heard about her before. And so I'm going to tell you now.
2: Oh, wait, when you voiced her, what did she sound like? Oh my God. Because <laughs> I kind of want you to tell the story in the voice that you
0: voiced La Planchada. Oh Blanchada. my God. Uh, <laughs> it's very, it was very like, Sana, sana, colita de Absolutely not. It's very... (laughs) That's so fucking creepy. It was very breathy. It, It actually was very challenging.
3: For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Mm. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado Con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus Waffles o seas más dulcero Y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos Congelados. Lego with Ego
0: So la planchada in Spanish Means ironed lady And a lot of people In Mexico claim to have seen her In various Mexican hospitals Um, And she's often seen wearing an old-fashioned nurse's uniform. And there are several versions of the story, uh, which is interesting. It's kind of like Clue. There's like various yeah. <laughs> like alternate endings to this tale. But the story is specifically connected to the Hospital Juarez, located in Mexico City, and it was in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. And her name, the nurse's name, and I hope I say this correctly, was Eulalia. Mm-hmm. And she worked at the hospital and she was, she's called La Planchada because she always wore this like clean, crisp ironed uniform. And she was mm-hmm. an incredible nurse. Her patients loved her. She was just like this perfect, stellar nurse mm-hmm. and medical professional. But like most tales involving scorned women, she fell in love with a handsome doctor Um, the moment he joined the hospital staff and they started talking and, you know, seeing each other outside of work hours and they fell in love and became engaged. Now, remember, this is one version of the story where they actually become engaged, but then suddenly soon after their engagement, the doctor leaves to a medical seminar and he doesn't return. One week goes Mm -hmm. by, another week goes by. The doctor basically ghosts her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she became obviously terribly concerned and worried that something happened until she found out that it's not because something terrible happened to him. It's because he fell in love with someone else at the seminar and married her. (sighs) The gull. And so Eulalia falls into... A deep state of depression and she was so distracted by this depression that her work started to suffer and she started Mm -hmm. slacking as a nurse and started to neglect her patients that were under her care and one night one of her patients died as a direct result of her you know medical neglect That made her feel so bad that she fell ill and landed in that very same hospital where she eventually died. And now she haunts. Patients, nurses, and doctors began to see a nurse constantly in the emergency room area, Um, that she floats through hospital corridors. Um, Some people say she floats, other people say she walks normally. but they started to call her La Planchada. They're, they're like, they call this, they see her so often, but she tries to still care for her patients in the emergency so, rooms. So she's she's like
2: trying to redeem herself. She's like, I know I'm a dead yes. ghost, but like, I'm also a great nurse. Like, trust me.
0: Pretty much. <laughs> she's She's truly not, I don't think she's seen as a, a bad spirit. But there are versions that say that the nurse was a cruel person who mistreated her patients. So when she died, her punishment was to take care of patients for eternity. So there's like, oh. there's that there's that side where she just felt so bad that the one patient died under her care that she, but then there's the other, the other version, which is like, she ended up becoming a terrible nurse and almost mm-hmm. purposely killed her patients because she was so pissed off about what happened with her, her doctor lover. <laughs> And so this is kind of her penance, like she has to do this for the rest of her life now.
2: I love I love that Latinos have even incorporated medical malpractice into their folklore. <laughs> like <and> they're like <laughs> they're like oh there's this thing when oh, medical malpractice. Okay, let's make a little ghost story about that.
0: <laughs> I do wonder if she was actually a real person and people are just making up the fact that they see her still. I I don't know if she was actually a real nurse, and that you know she ended up accidentally killing a patient because of her depression. That sounds very realistic.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, now, out of all of the ones we've talked about, this is the only one that I'm like, mm, yeah, this could absolutely happen. Th- yeah. They they got a they got a new writer's room for this one, and they were like, let's keep it simple <laughs> and believable and grounded. And I think that that that's yeah. it's a, this is a good one to end on because next weeks are completely absolutely absurd
0: yeah it does seem like it's a true story i think it is a true story um in terms of who she was and it was in the 1930s yeah i want
2: this to be a feminist ghost icon but i can't help but feel like this story is like women can't be trusted to do things because they're so emotional so if they become nurses and they are heartbroken they'll murder because they're so bad with their emotions
0: Yeah, I don't like that. Like the depression led her to killing one of her patients and like being negligent and and I and I get that because there's been many times. Well, the the, the good thing is that I'm not a nurse, okay? Because I. <laughs> But I, I get it when you're in a bad mental state and you kind of slack at work or you, you fuck up something in your life because you're not feeling your best. But, but that happens to everyone, not just women, you know? Like, men have a very high rate of depression. That's not all, you know, often talked about. So, yeah, it's, it is interesting that these stories always are usually about women.
2: Well, I feel like none of these folklores would pass the Bechtel test. You know, no. you know the Bechtel test. It's it's mm-hmm. a test uh, that counts how many movies have scenes with women in them that don't reference a man or have a man in it, and none of these would pass the Bechtel test because I would find this story much more interesting if this woman was just an asshole, <laughs> and like nothing happened to her. She's just an asshole nurse who like now haunts. Like I would I would kind of prefer that character, not like oh this man led her to kill. Like, no, I mean she could kill by herself, you know? She doesn't need a man to kill.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Am I going too
2: far with my feminism? Like, I'm like, I want my female murderers to be like, you know, independent murderers and not need men.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah, like why does it always have to do with a man causing, like, triggering the the incidents and the hauntings and the, you know, it's like, it's true. Like, why can't you just be a mean old bitch, like maleficent? You yeah, know, Maleficent, just me a mean old bitch. Yeah, like the evil. Well, that's what that's what the fairy tales are great because fairy tales are like, nah, this bitch just didn't get invited to the baptism, and now she cursed a sixteen-year this kid that when they turn sixteen, they prick their. So specific too, like the death. They prick their finger on a spinning wheel and die. Like it's just very like fucking petty as fuck, and and Maleficent don't need no man, and she's just a bitch. Yeah cuz like all of these
2: <laughs> all of these women it's like they're perfectly fine and then they go crazy.
0: I and know because I, a man cheats I, on her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and I just
2: find it way more believable if she's just an unstable person from the beginning of the story. Just make her fucked up from the get-go. I don't want a perfect lady that then, you know, her husband frolics a little too much and then she becomes a murderous machete wielding arsonist. Like I want the machete wielding arsonist from the beginning of the story.
0: Yeah. You know, it's like, too
2: quick of a it's too unbelievable of a character
0: change in such short period of time. <sighs> I know it's like I'm going to burn my children and drown them in a lake and fucking gut my mother. Gah
2: And speaking of drowning your children, next week we will be talking about (laughs) La Llorona, um, amongst other more well-known and scary folk stories. Uh, They're they're weird. I think they're even scarier and weirder than the ones we talked about this week. And I'm going to ruin the Chupacabra for everyone. If you were mildly scared during uh, some of these stories, next week we're going to scare you even further. Because next week we have the heavy hitters. We have the ones that like truly traumatized me as a child. I I think next week the stories are scarier and weirder. And their connections to like cryptozoology is interesting. Like this week we covered, you know, I don't know, weird... uh, smaller, lesser known, scary legends, I think next
0: week are like the heavy hitters. It's like either we have like scorned women ghosts or like creepy incel ghosts. Gotta love it.
2: (laughs) 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 So next week, join us for part two.
3: Hard days deserve a Hard Lemonade. Mike's is hard, so it's prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar.